Welcome back to The Takeaway. It's Todd Zwillick with you today. All this week, we've been looking at the new debates around mobile devices, privacy, and surveillance. We're calling it lockup, encryption, and the law. On Monday, we spoke to Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance. He says that law enforcement is blind to important evidence on locked devices and that they need new laws to guarantee access with a warrant. We also heard from Julian Sanchez at the Cato Institute saying that weakening encryption only creates opportunities for criminals and terrorists and that there are huge downsides to giving law enforcement the key. Today, we look at the large and growing range of technology turning up in law enforcement agencies, many of them developed for the military and intelligence agencies. It's dozens and dozens of devices used to intercept calls, read text messages, and determine locations of phones. A previously undisclosed catalog of the devices was published in The Intercept this month. They range from $5,500 to upwards of $100,000 with a wide range of capabilities. We caught up with Christopher Segoyan. He's principal technologist at the American Civil Liberties Union. He was at the annual Chaos Communications Congress in Germany. He says the devices and their sweeping surveillance capabilities could spread to state and local law enforcement within the next few years. So these devices, which are still used by the Air Force and the intelligence community in war zones, are very sophisticated and, in fact, can collect a significant amount of information from cell phones. These devices not only identify all phones that are in an area, but in some cases can intercept cell phone calls, can intercept text messages, and even be used to deliver surveillance software to essentially to hack into a cell phone. There's no evidence thus far to suggest that these more sophisticated capabilities are available to law enforcement, to state or local police. So we believe that the police only have the ability to identify nearby phones, but certainly the intelligence community and the military have access to the most sophisticated features built into these devices. Can you describe how a stingray works? We've seen in other news reports that there are devices that basically fool a phone into thinking it's talking to a cell phone tower, but it's not. It's talking to the cops. Is that how it works? Yeah, and you know the Stingray is the name brand of one of the products. Think of the Stingray as the Coca-Cola. The Stingray and that family of technology, they essentially function by impersonating a legitimate cell phone tower. One way of thinking about this, if you've ever played the game Marco Polo, the Stingray shouts out Marco, and every cell phone in the vicinity that uses the phone company that's being impersonated shouts back Polo. The devices, in fact, respond with the unique serial number that each phone has, and by listening, you can figure out where the phones are shouting their Polo from. Now, is there evidence that these devices have been used illegally domestically, basically without a warrant? Well, the answer is complicated because, you know, the Stingray, it's not so much a device as a platform. Uh, and, and what that means is the Harris Corporation, which makes the Stingray, will, will sell this base system to law enforcement, and then they have to pay for additional features. They have to pay for a feature that impersonates the networks used by Sprint and Verizon. And then there's a different module that impersonates the networks used by AT&T and T-Mobile. They have to pay for a module that can identify 4G devices, newer phones. We don't believe the Harris Corporation has sold the features that allow state or locals to intercept calls or text messages. And so the question is, if state and locals are just using these devices to identify all phones in the area which involves sending 
probing signals into the homes, into the living rooms, into the cars, the purses, and the pockets of hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people nearby, does that require a warrant? And there are some judges who have said, yes, that does require a warrant. But state and local law enforcement agencies around the country still continue to use these devices without warrants. And the fact is, is that most judges don't really know what they're being asked to authorize. They don't know how these devices work. And so most judges are approving these lesser court orders, these non-warrants, and giving local police permission to actually engage in, in Stingray-based surveillance. Apple and Google responded to the Edward Snowden revelations by very famously and publicly announcing that their products would be locked, encrypted without a key, so that they couldn't be searched. And that was a premium for customers who didn't want to be surveilled. Is there going to be market pressure now or consumer pressure on cell phone carriers, if possible, to retrofit their network so that they can't be impersonated in this way? Is that technically feasible? And is Sprint, Verizon, T-Mobile going to want to guarantee to their customers that they can't be swept up if the cops are looking for somebody else? So the answer to your question is actually a lot more complex than it seems. The first thing is that although Google did announce last year that they would be encrypting Android phones by default, the company subsequently backed down from that because The way that Google uses encryption, it actually slows down the performance of many of the devices. And the companies that make Android phones like Motorola and Samsung uh, are not too keen on releasing new phones that are slower than last year's model. And so while there has been a lot of media coverage about this encryption topic, most phones that consumers buy today still are not encrypted. It would be very easy for the phone companies to deliver products to consumers that are more secure. Perhaps not that can protect consumers from the tracking by Stingrays, but certainly that could protect consumers from wiretaps and interception of their text messages. And we've not seen any indication that the carriers wish to either compete on privacy or make it easier for their customers to protect their privacy. Christopher Segoyan, before we let you go, was there anything on this exhaustive catalog, this list of the Intercept published uh, in terms of the devices available that surprised you? Uh, I think that the, the, the high cost of these devices is surprising. I mean, obviously, state and local agencies are not going to spend you know, $2 million for a device. And it's, of course, no secret that the military pays top dollar. Uh, so the, the cost of this technology was, was surprising, but also the, the variety. In fact, it's not just you know, Coke and Pepsi who are selling surveillance products. You know, the, the Harris and, and Boeing, there are, in fact, 10, 20 other companies who also have similar products. This is, in fact quite a competitive market filled with companies who are eager to sell highly sophisticated surveillance devices. And of course, you know, these these defense contractors are not content to merely sell to the military. Eventually, they are looking for other markets, whether that is foreign sales to our to our allies, or to state and local agencies. But I suspect it's only a matter of time before state and locals acquire the ability to intercept calls or the ability to acquire text messages. And then ultimately, the ability to infect cell phones with with malware to to hack into phones. Just because this is only available to the military or the intelligence community now doesn't mean that they will continue to be exclusive in five years or ten years. Christopher Segoyan, thank you. Thank you. Christopher Segoyan is principal technologist at the ACLU.